The views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. would have had serious consequences for the world financial system, but may also have empowered the people of Africa, something black activists say the U.S. wants to avoid at all costs. We're slicing cake. We're slicing cake. We're slicing cake. Say the U.S. wants to Slicing cake. Say the US wants to avoid at all costs. Gaddafi didn't give up. In the months leading up to the military intervention, he called on African and Muslim nations to join together to create this new currency that would rival the dollar and euro. They would sell oil and other resources around the world only for gold dinars. It's an idea that would shift the economic balance of the world. Countries' wealth would depend on how much gold they have, not how many dollars they trade. And Libya has 144 tons of gold. Welcome, welcome, everyone. to Candle Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Dave, from L.A. If you'd like to get in on the conversation at any time, whoops, let me just hold it real quick. Just mess that up real quick. Okay. Welcome, welcome, everyone. to Candle Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Dave, from L.A., coming to you live from FEMA region number six. I said number nine. Old school. And if you'd like to get in on the conversation at any time, give us a call. 704-802-5056. 704-802-5056. And uh, Pastor Keith is in the building as well. just want to make sure uh, that that is Pastor. Okay, yeah, I don't have to uh, go all out and get somebody this morning. What's going on, Pastor Keith? How you feeling? Good. How about yourself? You're not dressed appropriately. We need to go somewhere right after uh, the show. Uh, but that's okay. You'll, you'll be fine. So, Welcome to Tando Radio Show. We've got a live show for you today. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056, 704-802-5056. Keith is looking at me like, uh, what are you talking about, Dave? So so we're good to go. Don't even worry about it, Keith. You're, you're perfect the way you are. Don't even worry about it. So we're going to get into today's show, a very, very important show. Uh, Scotty's not going to be on the board today, so if you'd like to get in on the conversation, just give a call in. And if I'm doing something else, um, and just say excuse me, and I will come to you uh, right away. Very, very significant. A lot of stuff we need to talk about uh, specifically uh, and want to and get into that. So we're going to jump into today's show. And I got a new monitor, Chief, so I can see a whole lot better. It's, it's got, a, got more room or everything else. So kind of helps a little bit. And I really got it from you. Not, it wasn't really for me, so I could see better. It's just to help your, uh, you know, with your perception at, at your age so that you'll be able to, to, to read the overall board and see it a whole lot better. So well, I, does that good. help? It looks good. It yeah. looks good. So that, 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 uh, that should help out. So I'm just learning how to, and it's funny, Keith, because you, to really see it, you, you got to focus here, then if you want to check out something, you know, read something, you can read it from right here instead of the small screen. Okay. So I'm just trying to get 
used to that. So we're going to jump into what's in the news. But before we do that, everyone, please support Black Talk Radio Network. We definitely need your support in order to stay on air. If you would like to do that, you can go to www.blacktalkradionetwork.com, www.blacktalkradionetwork.com. Hit the donation prompt that's there and then give some of your financial energy. We definitely need it. Or the most preferred way is that you can go to www.btrcommunity, and BTR Community is a, is a social media outlet uh, network or social media outlet, uh, a social media outlet that this network put together. It's okay if I have little tongue ties there? It's all right. That's all right. Okay, cool. So where you can engage in social media activities without being as adversely affected, and it supports this network for only $24 a year, that will assist this network in being able to stay on air. And you can actually post things about yourself, your business, or things that you think need to have more uh, public awareness or uh, bring to uh, public form for discussion. Very, very holistic way of supporting the network, and you can actually have a, a monetary gain with all of that within reason, okay? You can't post uh, crazy stuff on there. And, of course, everything is, is within reason. It has to be reasonable within the guidelines of the overall uh, intent of the network, okay? So please, definitely engage in that. We greatly, greatly appreciate that, and that helps this network stay on air, and we really do need your support in order to do just that. Without the support, uh, Black Talk Radio Network would go dark. It would be a blackout on Black Talk Radio Network. So please make sure that you engage in that. Okay. Also, if you would like to acquire real money, you could go to Prosperity Mint. Prosperity Mint is a full-service precious metals dealership. You could do that at www.prosperitymint.com. Check out what's in inventory there. Then email info at Prosperity Mint and say, hey, Dave sent me. I'm a Tando radio show listener, and someone will get in contact with you uh, and Explain the overall buying process because that definitely definitely needs to, to, to happen. That needs to be explained how that works for your benefit. So please, please engage in that. So do that. All right, so we're going to jump into what's in the news before before we get going. Keith, what's going on, bro? What, what's happening? What you got uh, for us? Anything? No, not as yet. Yet. Yeah, well, Keith sent me a very important uh, article about what happened in Fort Bragg, and we definitely – uh, need to touch on that, and because of very, very significant stuff that was going on there. And I was really wishing that Scotty, uh, we're going to talk about this again when Scotty is around, because uh, I think Scotty was stationed there, and Scotty's in that overall area. Uh, very important stuff going on, and I think that we are in the the spring, the, the one of the critical springs before things uh turn in a direction that everyone will know. It's an uh-oh moment. So the spring of uh-oh. So I, I, I definitely anticipate things going uh, and, and where people will, will take notice in a very, very defined way that for those that have been prepared for it, it will be a yep moment. And for those that haven't been prepared for it, it will be a uh-oh. And then for those that are, are just, you know, They'll be like, what's what's going on? You know, what what what's happening here? And then um, it will be crazy. And you know, Keith, I think when we go through some major major challenges 
there will be a lot of conspiracy theories that will actually that are un that don't have weight will be really thrown out purposely to distract to hide the conspiracy agenda. Um, if I may, y- yes, I think as when we start to see some of the uh, more significant events that the common person would notice as as a problem or something going on. I think there's be a lot of conspiracy theories that will will jump up in order to hide the conspiracy agenda. So you, you know it's kind of diversion. You, you, a lot of diversions will 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 be put in a lot of nonsense and and and, and sensationalized things that have people chase things that um aren't really going to benefit them at all, Keith, is what I mean by that. Well, and I think we're already in the midst of Yeah. I mean, with the current administration, that has been their M.O. since they've been there. And now to the point where it's in it already. So you regret voting for for celebrity figurehead Donald Trump, Keith? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Keith. (laughs) I should should have waited until you were finished. What you were saying is very important. Go ahead, Keith. Yeah, his biggest thing has always been smoking mirrors and uh, divert and pivot. And uh, now at this point, uh, Scotty would chime in, I'm sure, where, he, you know, at this point, the fake news. Yeah. You know, what do you believe and what can't you believe? Yeah. So I was looking at a thing the other day, what they were talking about was, it's actually on a show that I started watching. It's a pretty good show. It's called, um, now I can't even think of the name of it, the, the Great Fight, I think it's called. And it's about a black law firm. But in this episode, what they were showing was they could take and manufacture a tape and manufacture a conversation using sure. anybody's voice. Sure, sure. So they can take you and I, sure. use our voices to sure. have this conversation sure, Keith, yeah. that we never had. Yeah. They put that on the air, and guess what the people are going to believe? What are you talking about? I heard it myself. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, Keith, I'm glad you brought that up because um, there is um, one of the things you see that that is out now, and when they already have the technology, they've been using it, and they will continue. To, it's, it will continues to be used. Diversion is very, very important. That's why uh, it's discernment is so. It's, it's actually discernment has been really, really attacked. People's ability to discern, and there currently there's a bank. Or, or in the financial institution where they want, when you call them, they'll say that, hey, we want to use your voice. We want you to speak uh, certain things so that we can always identify you by your voice. So voice recognition. So exactly what you're saying, Keith, is, is really, really real. And it's been around for a long time. It's nothing new. It's just uh, uh, new to the everyday person as far as the effects of it. Yes, they, they can have full-fledged conversations with you, with a simulation of your voice or a redactment of your voice, because that's really what it is. It's a redactment. It will be actually your voice using words that you say, but what they'll do is that they'll, they'll, they'll uh, choreograph them for a narrative that is, is wanted, yes. And it's, it's here, and then not only that, they can do it with imaging, you know, holograms and everything else. It, it's, 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 it's funny, but... The key is that discernment is so important, you know, discernment. Body doubles, they've been doing body doubles forever, you know. They've been doing body doubles forever. 
So technology is technology improved. So you think the overall need for body doubles changes or or to divert and trick people? Absolutely not. It well, just increases. It just it just increases and it makes it much more efficient in doing that. Um, and there's a better way to do that. So yeah, Keith, I'm glad you you brought that up. So today's show is uh, haves, needs, and wants. Steps to prep is what today's show is. Have needs and want steps to prep is what today's uh, topic of today's show. And anytime you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call. 704-802-5056 is the call in number, and we're going to jump right into it. Let's get into what's in the news. First article, Keith. This one is from Bloomberg. United States talk to uh, – whoops. Here it is. This is from the uh, politics side of Bloomberg the uh, Bloomberg uh, website, uh, politics, Mnuchin, and I call him Mnuchin. That's, that's the, that's the uh, Treasury Secretary. Mnuchin says that enforcement part of the U.S.-China deal close to done. Is, uh, what they're saying, and I, I, never, I don't think that anything is going to get done in those things for the trade and everything else. I think it's, it's, it's going to continuously fall apart, uh, and it's going to... Uh, just just go from there. So check out that article. Next article. This one comes from Roots of America. And all I did was shake my head on this one, but it, it just tells you what it is. And it kind of looks like uh, I've seen that face on Keith a, a couple of times before. This Keith, let me show you. <laughs> I've seen, I seen that, that face. Keith just shook his head. <laughs> So I seen that face. Keith, are you are you regretting that you, for your vote for for uh, celebrity figurehead Donald Trump? Are are you are you really regret? You have you have voters remorse now? What what what's going on, my friend? So when I look at Bernie Mac, I love I love and miss Bernie Mac. I yeah, and I can just look at him and start to giggle. You know, he just he has that effect on me. I look at Donald Trump, I just get irritated. I just get irritated, especially when he has these stupid-looking looks on his face. It just, it just. Like a spoiled child. Man. Like a spoiled child. There's always a spoiled, but you know, the, you know, the, the camera can catch you at, at very, you know, at opportune moments, you know, and, and it's, it's, but let me just say, he don't hurt them, you know what I mean? <laughs> They don't have to wait long, you know, or they don't have to have much film <laughs> because you're going to have plenty of the faces for, for, for that. As, as Keith. So I just really think that I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Keith, that you have uh, voters' remorse now. So check out, check out the – oh, well, here's the article. From Roots of America, President Trump, it's time to be bold. And all I did was just shake my head on this. But read it because it's – it's significant as to, you know, some of the things that's w- what's happening and you need to know. I don't, I don't post things inside of Tando Radio Show because I agree with them. I post them because I think that they are relevant and they give some measure of uh, awareness that, that we all should have as to what we can anticipate some of the things that happen, uh, Keith. So I don't post just things because – I agree with them. I, I, I actually post a lot of things that I'm in total disagreement 
because I think it's important that we that we hear all sides of things so we'll know what have a better understanding of what we're in contention with. So check out that article. Next article. This one comes from Northman Trader, and it says, Get Real. And this is a really good one. The final phase of the bull market is the most, dece- uh, the most deceiving. This is the time when things are at their best. Optimum runs wild. Equities can do, can do no wrong. And only and the only warning signs are this and all the warning signs are dismissed as equity prices defy reality. Then it comes. So check out that uh, article. Let me see. I think there's someone in no. Okay, cool. Good to go. So check out that article. I think that one is a really good one. Very true. Another one from Lying Like a Fox News, uh, one of Keith's favorite uh, news agencies that he gets everything from. Well, and, and I don't blame you, Keith, because you always want to know which direction you don't want to go in. So this one. Uh, and in this one, the prime minister or the foreign minister of Iran basically was saying that Donald Trump's cabinet and the people around him are leading him to war with Iran, and, they don't, and they don't, he doesn't even realize it. The Iranian foreign minister says group of U.S. and Middle East officials are trying to drag the U.S. into conflict with Iran. And I will just say this. It ain't just Iran. It's with China, Russia, Syria, India, Korea, Venezuela, Germany, and France. So it ain't just uh, Iran is not just Iran. So check out that article. Thought that that was a, a really good one uh, for you all to, to have. Next article, this one comes, it was a YouTube, um, and this one is, uh, oh, shoot, what's this guy's name? Um, uh, pretty good. And this, and I said this is my commentary on this. this is all a part of a plan. And he just, and this one guy, his guest, this guest named uh, Kevin Ship, which says that people should arm themselves because the dangerous left of the United States is going to cause for a lot of uh, uh, violence to be uh, held in, in the United States. He's basically saying that, that the, the country is on, on the verge of a civil war, and it's the left that's going to, to, to drive that overall uh, spike in the ground. And I just say it's all part of a plan. It's left, left wing, right wing is all a part of the bird of prey. So check out uh, that article. I mean, that um, – that, um, YouTube video. So next one, and this one you have to convert to uh, English, and it is from it's from Reuters. Oh, no, sorry, RT International. And it basically is saying that Putin has now uh, has moved to try to, to, to make all of uh, Ukrainian citizens that they can easily become Russian uh, or get residency in Russia. So that's a big, big move there. NATO is not, well, the U.S. is not going to like that overall movement and engagement, so they're going to try to destabilize that even more. So check out that article. Next article, this is going to be part of, of today's show, major one. There's some RT International, cyber attack on, false Brad, on Fort Bragg's, alarms the residents. We'll, we'll, we'll check out that. We'll play that. And then there's also from the Charlotte Observers, another article on the, the actual uh, and this is what it says. Let me just give it to you what it says. This is from the Charlotte Observer. 
Fort Bragg cuts power for thousands to test real-world reaction to a cyber attack. So check out uh, that article. This is from, it was from last week, Friday, uh, that, that Thursday and Friday is where that, that story, so we'll hold that story and come back to that a little bit later. Let me get rid of some of this other stuff so we don't have too much uh, that's there. Okay, next article. One sec, you all. Next article, this one comes from the Army Times, and this is uh, the Army Times on my widespread uh, power outage hit sports brag. So we'll take a look at those, that as well, and I want to give my overall commentary. We'd love to hear your thoughts um, about this as, as well, because I think it's very, very significant as to uh, the prelude of, of what's uh, planned and what's on the horizon for, for everyone. So. Check out that article. That one comes from there. And that's what's in the news. And so we're going to jump into today's show. Today's show is Have Needs and Wants, Steps to Prep. But before we do that, I want to play and I want to get you all familiar as to something that happened. Pastor Keith sent this to me uh, over the weekend about what happened in Fort Bragg. And I think it's very, very significant. So I'm going to play this. Uh, for everyone, and everyone will be able to hear it. Uh, Keith, that sound that was quite alarming. That that noise you just made. Are you gonna make it? I I, I don't know. So uh, let me just set this up. And this is from RT International, and let me get all my volumes, everything right. Yep. And so I want to play this for you all and to hear just what was happening in Fort Bragg. Hold on, one second. One second, let me get all my volumes correct so you all will be able to hear everything. Hmm. Okay, one second, you all. That's where my volume should be. My computer has a little mind of its own right now. All right, so that should be good to go. Here we go. Listen up. Earlier, we discussed President Trump's desire to reach some sort of nuclear agreement with China and Russia to theoretically make a threat of a nuclear confrontation less likely. But many experts fear the bigger, real threat to the United States actually comes from a potential catastrophic cyber attack, such an attack that cripple communications, take out the electric grid, and quite literally bring our way of life to a grinding halt. Just think about it for a second. If electricity goes, gas pumps shut down, deliveries of food, medicine, everything, you name it, it doesn't happen. You get the picture. Now, that brings us to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, the world's largest military base, where there was a blackout for 12 hours overnight on Wednesday. The Army says it was part of a cyber attack military exercise, which was purposely orchestrated in order to catch the tens of thousands of residents by total surprise. They say they cut the electricity to identify shortcomings in infrastructure and security. Officials at Fort Bragg say that Fort Bragg has to train for any possible threats to the installation 
and in order to remain mission-friendly if something does happen. Now, all of this seems perfectly reasonable, right? But that didn't stop conspiracy theorists from running wild with, well, conspiracy theories. Social media posts suggested the blackout may have been the result of a, a hostile cyber attack. In some cases, posters expressed outrage that no warning was given in advance of pulling the power plug, which, of course, would have defeated the whole purpose of the exercise. But in 2019, this criticism, unfortunately, led to an apology. Fort Bragg officials taking to Facebook on Thursday saying, we understand the exercise conducted caused concern for many within our community and the surrounding areas, and we apologize for that. It says a lot that the Army felt they needed to say sorry for trying to prepare and save lives in the long run. It's also frightening, to me anyway, that the civilian population in the U.S. hasn't been better prepared or prepared at all, really, for the devastating effects that such an attack would, God forbid, bring. Let's hope our government will change that very soon so no apologies will be necessary down the road. Okay. So that was RT's uh, take on some things, and I have my own take on, on some things, and I would love to hear your opinion as well. Give us a call, 704-802-5056. 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. Keep my volume. I could, some, for some reason, uh, my volume button has changed here, so I hope everyone was able to hear that, uh, hope, hopefully so. So, But we're going to jump into the show. So, uh, Keith, any thoughts before we get going from you on that? Uh, two words, utterly ridiculous. You were talking about pivot and, and uh, what's it called? Uh, I said distracted, distractions, talking about when I was talking about the distractions and the conspiracy theories that happen when things start to go, go sideways. And I was saying you're already suffering from them. Yes. To me, that was obviously one of them right there. Uh, you do, you're going to come out with a drill. That involves everybody on an entire post, and nobody knows? I don't think so. And then you got to say, ah, this was a drill. We did that. Uh, as my dad would say, they some lying ducks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, Keith, you know, who – and the thing about it is I think that the best way to protect yourself is to believe is, – is to go with history. The history tells you what? They lie. So – if they do tell the truth, guess what? It don't matter, right? So, but here's some of my thoughts on this. One, I'm glad that it did happen. Two, of Fort Bragg didn't tell any anybody. If the army didn't tell anybody, I didn't. I didn't really have a problem with it. But how authentic was it? I don't know. Doesn't really matter. Here's here's why, Keith. One of the things uh, a couple of years ago with. Uh, within our um, social media preparedness group, RDP, uh, one of the things years and years ago, one of the things that I wanted people to do was I said, uh, as this is what you should do. Go home, turn out all of your lights at night. One night, make sure that you, you know, kind of set everything up because, so, you know, turn out all of your lights, and that's going to give you an idea of, of just a glimpse of some of the things that you would have to face. Now, don't don't fix things. Don't, I mean, don't stage things so, you know, but just do it, but do it in a safe way, right? You know, and turn out your lights at home, 
And when you turn out your lights at home, it's going to give you an idea of just what is going to give you a small idea of what you'll be faced with. And I didn't have a problem with what happened in Fort Bragg if there was a really a military drill, and, and that's really what happened, and them not telling the, the people on the base what was going to happen. I had no problem with that at all. Here's why, Keith, because the value of what was learned is more important than, than anything else in my overall eyes. I remember I became a, a, a prepper because of a blackout situation in 1977 in, in the New York blackout. Once those lights went out, I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing. And when those lights went out, there was a, a def, I mean, a definite, a definite, a, uh, a definite silence. It was, I mean, everything just stopped. And it was a uh-oh moment. And fortunately, the lights came back on. But what happened was when those lights went out, I remember I couldn't even see my hand in front of my face because it was so dark. Hey, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Scotty. Hey, you know, um, I'm, I just went through that the other day. I, I'm, I imagine those people who live in the countryside or rural areas like I do uh, probably experience uh, temporary blackouts yeah. more than anyone else. You know, we didn't even have yeah. a storm, um, but the storm was so close that the strong winds um, you know, knock down trees. And, you know, especially if you live in a heavily wooded area, um, like this big, really big tree in front of my aunt's house down the road uh, fell across the road. Thank God it didn't fall on the house, but it took out uh, all, of, all the power lines, man. We was without power um, Saturday for about, what, 16 hours? Um, so I think the longest we've ever been out, been without power is probably 20 hours. So we had those drills a lot, man, you know, in these rural areas. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's so great because it's just like Floridians are, are great at, you know, preparing for storms. And and so they have a, a better understanding. And I think this is so, so important. And I didn't have a problem with what happened in, in South Carolina, I mean, at Fort Bragg. Um, and I'm going to touch on that in North Carolina. Sorry about that. Uh, in North Carolina. And I'm oh, so it was Fort Bragg? Oh, it was Fort Bragg that they had a blackout? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's in North Carolina. Yeah, um, yeah, man, we had a really bad storm come through the East Coast, man, over the over the weekend. So that's probably what that's associated with. But Dave, I don't know for sure. But I don't think these army bases are prepared as as you know as we would think they would be. You know, um, because most of the bases, all the bases are on the power grid, especially here in the United States. I imagine everywhere else. And I don't recall ever seeing, you know, like, like, for example, if I was working in this building, I did not see any generators or anything like that. Now, you know, they got generators and what have you, tactical generators and what have you, but, um, I've just never seen it happen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I only seen the generators yeah. once we were out in the field. So I don't even know if they got the hookup on the building to where you can just plug in the generators. I don't think they're as prepared no more than 
you know, the regular population, to be honest with you. Yep, Scotty, and that's what, uh, and this happened on Wednesday, Scotty, uh, before that storm came. But, yeah, you're absolutely right, Scotty, and that was one of the things, and this is why I didn't really didn't have a problem. with If it, if it went the way that the, the Army was saying that they, as a drill, they cut the lights off and didn't tell anybody, I think that that was a really good drill, and that was really, really smart. Because, like I said, they're not prepared. They're not really prepared for that. So we got a caller in queue. Let me go to this caller. Yeah, before you go, before you go to the caller, I do remember, and I know they did. No, they did not hook up generators. There's monsoon. We went through a really bad monsoon at um, uh, Schofield Barracks in Hawaii. Um, Wow. I mean, the flood. I mean, it was raining so bad that water. You know, was was uh, pooling in in our barracks and stuff, man, because of the build leaky building, uh, and what have you. Yeah. And the, when the power was out, it was out. They ain't pull out no generators or nothing like that. We was out without power for two days, I think. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it, it's it's a lot of you know you have to have that stuff ready to go. Like in in hospitals, when the power goes out, their generators kick right in. So, yeah, it's, they're not prepared at all. So let me go to this caller, then we'll, we'll come back to this. Uh, welcome caller out of area code is 803. I think I know who it is, but I just want to make sure. 803, welcome to Tando Radio Show. What say you? Hey, yes, you know who it is. It's Sister Davis. <laughs> hey, Sister Davis, how you doing? Oh, good, good, good. Uh, my husband, I don't, he's probably listening. Because uh, I told him to listen. <laughs> I was doing something earlier. I just caught the end of what you were talking about, and I did look it up online. And Fort Bragg, it says distinctively that they did that, not because of power outage due to weather. They did it on purpose to let them know. That's the articles. I've looked at three articles about it. And it said that they were doing it as a test to let them know how fra- how fragile the infrastructure was. And I saw that. If yes. you Google Fort Bragg uh, blackout, and it was Thursday. It was 12 hours, Wednesday into Thursday. And, you know, and they, and they wanted to catch them off guard. So, you know, and, and you know, Dave, and, and like you just said, we, uh, we, we, we play lights out every night in, in our little house here because at night our generator's off. And as a matter of fact, probably within the next hour the generator's going to be off because I use natural sunlight all day. And but I, but yes. to do that, I have to prepare for that because then that right. means I have no water because the pump doesn't work. So I have, a matter of fact, uh, my husband and I, we did that yesterday. We turned on our pump and we filled up. We always keep five or six, maybe seven gallons of you know whatever your juice comes in. <laughs> we we use that to keep water in standing water. And we put it in the bathroom for the toilet, and I have a little one by the sink, and we keep it by the bath, uh, by the kitchen. So what I try to do is do all that stuff early in the day when I have the electricity through the generator, and then in the afternoon I do other things that I don't need electricity for. So you have to pre-plan it. And then at night the generator's off all night. So um, now people are thinking, well, when it was cold, what did you do? Huh, we froze. <laughs> we didn't actually freeze. We cuddled, actually. But, uh, right. but you know, right. we just had extra blankets. You know, we were very 
conscious of what we were wearing to bed and where our, you know, clothes were, like your sweatpants or whatever, when you got up or you went to the bathroom. And it wasn't unbearable because obviously they get cold down here in South Carolina, but it wasn't unbearable. It got cold, though. I mean, we had some 19 and some 22s there for a minute. But um, now we're going into the heat season, so now we got to figure out how to stay cool. And I, um, so, you know, it's, it's a challenge, which it's nothing that's impossible. You just have to think about it because right. you just, as most people just walk through rooms and turn on this and that and leave it on and you got fans going or air conditioning going and you just have to depend on, you know, like during the day I keep my shades down so it stays cooler in here. And, uh, and evening once the sun is after a certain time frame, then I open that side up because, um, uh, I want the natural lighting. Then as the sun moves to the other side, I shut those down, those windows down. As a matter of fact, I made curtains because the curtains that I had wasn't thick enough. And I made, you know, I made curtains on the one side of the room to uh, do what I wanted it to do and black out the sunlight because it heats up that room. But it's very feasible. But everybody should play, like you said, play lights out for a weekend. And then people ask us about our refrigerator. Well, one thing that's in our, that helps us out a lot is that we're vegetarian. So we're not letting meat doesn't spoil. We, you know, we don't have, you know, meat cuts of meat in our freezer that we would lose. And, uh, and generally at night, uh, in the morning, I have never lost anything. We still have ice whenever we pretty much need it. And, um, uh, we just, you know, don't keep our face in the refrigerator like most people do. You know, a lot of people, every minute they're opening and closing the door. So that brings your temperature down. I kind of go in there, get everything I need, and get out because I'm conscious that I have to keep this door shut. So it's just being conscious on a lot of things that you normally are not. But I can imagine, and even on the articles I saw, Fort Bragg, those people freaked out. <laughs> From the little bit I was reading, people were, like, freaking out. They didn't know what was going on and had nothing prepared. Even though they're military, you would think they would calm down and get it together. But according to what I saw listed on the Internet, it isn't me talking. I wasn't there. But it sounded like everybody freaked out pretty much. Yes, yes, Sister David. Uh, go ahead, Scotty. I got you. Uh, yes, Sister Davis, and and, virtu- and see the thing about it is that what Sister Davis was really explaining is that because I remember when Sister Davis and Brother Davis were were more grid dependent, they were actually living on the grid like most of us and everything else. Then they had that transition to where they are now, and then in that uh, transition, you have to be prepared for it. And that actual preparedness, even though it may seem like it's problematic, is actually doing you a lot of good because there are a lot of things that you are learning. And so Brother Davis, Sister Davis would, will, ha- will have more of an ability to be able to handle the changes, the abrupt changes, that, because they're not really beholden to those things now anyhow. So it's really, really beneficial, and it pays off because now Brother Davis and Sister Davis knows the different times of the year they need this, 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 and this because of, uh, whatever, and I would just say this, Sister Davis. One of the things that really that I found that works really well when it comes to um, keeping things uh, cool during the the summertime, so especially when it comes for your food and, and pre- preserving your food, and if you're going to use ice, sawdust on ice really preserves ice. It really, really, really does. It it actually 
increases the overall life of of uh, life. Excuse me, the overall melt uh, time of of ice and, and increases its overall uh, staying cold for maybe five, six, seven times what it would normally, even ten times is is really really phenomenal. So. Yes, Sister Dave, it's so, so true. That's great information, Dave. That is good information because what people can do or what we might do, because, you know, the heating season is just starting. So, I mean, in South Carolina, we're going to get probably 90 a lot, probably supposed to the summer be 90. And um, and, and then when we do want to keep something cool, you know, to invest in a nice cooler. I mean, we have coolers, but smaller coolers so that you have the volume of ice um, not taking up as much space, and then those items that you need to be extremely cold would stay in that because we don't drink milk either, so it isn't like the milk has to stay cool or things like that. And the vegetables, we pretty much rotate. You know, we're vegetarian, so, you know, and obviously they spoil too, but, you know, we try to eat them fast enough. But one thing I do want to say is just living off the grid isn't all that easy because guess what? We use a generator that uh, we have to feed that beast also gasoline and in the beginning when we first came down gas was super cheap now it is creeping up so now we even have to um monitor that because that's uh, that it hasn't went up twice of what it was but it went up i don't know maybe about 30 cents a gallon more than what we were paying so we are sanctioning that also generators are noisy so when it's on everybody that in our vicinity we don't have a big vicinity, and, and they don't really hear it. They basically feel the vibration of it, but it's not silent. So uh, now in this situation, it's fine because everybody else is on the grid, but if um, there comes a time where there is no grid at all, we're not going to be running that thing because everybody's going to be knocking on our door wanting our refrigerator, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or wanting our yeah. generator. So so when it's a yeah. situation where the grid actually goes down, the fact that you have a generator is that Christmas tree, Dave, that you always talked about, you know, don't at the, at the light at the lights go out, don't light up your house like the Christmas tree because then everybody knows you have lights. you got to do what you got to do what everybody right. else is doing. And um, so generators are good convenience right now while the grid is up, but – once it isn't, but now the next level of where we want to go is solar. But obviously, if you have these solar panels where everybody can see them, then everybody knows you have that. <laughs> so it's um, survival of the fittest, definitely, because everybody's going to want what you have if you have something when the grid goes down. Man, Sister Davis, so, so true. Many, many things. And we're going to take a look at that in today's show, Have Needs and Wants. Um, so we're we're gonna get that uh, sister David hang hang around a little bit Keith um well what were you what were you saying something that you were showing me yeah I I'm trying to think if I sent it to you it was a a message talking about uh, how nationalism is increasing so much and how they expect that to be the uh, number one issue in 2020 uh, mm. elections uh, yeah yeah I definitely see it and. It's basically everything is being moved to this daggone all-out civil war in in in, in very faceted means. It'll be uh, just from the politics and everything else, then it'll lead to to overall it will grow and everything else. And it's it's all part of a plan. So, yes, when you get a chance, definitely. So, 
All right, so what I want to do, and we were kind of doing it, I want to um, take a look at this, what was happening in Fort Bragg, because we get into half needs and wants in today's show, because it all goes in half needs and wants is the steps to, to, to prep. And we're going to take a look at that. But let's take a look at here. Here's this article from the Army Times. So check this out. Let's take a look at what the Army Times has said, what they were doing with Fort Bragg, okay? Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Widespread power outage at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, closed numerous facilities on Thursday. News outlets reported that Fort Bragg first mentioned the blackout late Wednesday and said no one knew when the power would return. A statement released early Thursday said the base was still open, though many facilities were closed. The, the outage also affected restaurants, the commissary, the commissaries on post, and the commissaries are, are, are like your supermarkets, your, your small stores where you can get uh, daily provisions or, or things of that nature. They're basically the, the uh, you know, daily things, your general store, which hosts about uh, 52,000 soldiers. The on-post Walmack Army Medical Center says it's operating under reduced capacity and certain appointments at, the, at all the clinics will need to be rescheduled. The emergency, the emergency department was open, but urgent care was closed, post officials said on social media. Visitors are asked to call 911 to report suspicious activity. Okay. So that was from Fort from the Army on Fort Bragg. But let's take a look at the actual Charlotte Observer. Fort Bragg cuts power for thousands to test uh, real-world reactions to cyber attacks. Keith, you remember, I don't know if, if you do, but there was, um, there was a post, a billboard that Department of Homeland Security had posted everywhere around the country in different strategical places. And it was black. It was a black, blacked out board and it had the writing in this, are you prepared? Get prepared. And that's, that's all it said. You know, it had this little Department of Homeland Security. It was a black billboard and that was the only small writing in white so everyone could read it. And it says, are you prepared? Get prepared, Department of Homeland Security. The system always tells you what they're going to do to you way before they do it. The key is we got to be able to, to, to read the sign. Here it is from the, the uh, Charlotte Observer. Fort Bragg cuts power for thousands to test the, ready, uh, the real world reaction to a cyber attack. It says this a story was updated at 6.30 a.m. on Friday uh, to note Fort Bragg's issuance, issuance of an apology. Fort Bragg, North Carolina, says that the Army had a post had post, excuse me, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, says the Army Post had a blackout for more than 12 hours overnight Wednesday as part of a cyber attack military exercise that came as a complete surprise to its tens of thousands of residents. And there's, there's a lot of people on Fort Bragg. It's one of the largest military bases in the world. Uh, I can't even remember the number of, of families and personnel, people just living on the base. It, it exceeds the size of many towns uh, and even cities, some, some small cities in the United States. So here we go. Move this down. The fort, which the Army says is the world's largest military post, said it cut off the electricity 
to identify shortcomings in our infrastructures, operations, and security. So the Army said that they cut the electricity to identify the shortcomings in our infrastructure, operations, and security. And I will just say this. Big up for, to the Army for doing that. My thing is, I still question it. Yes, because we don't know if it was really – I, I see what you – well, I'm going to let you say what you were going to say. Go ahead. Well, no, exactly what you're saying. I understand what they said that they said. Right. And I understand if they did what they said, it might be a good thing. Right. I just don't believe it. And I'm with you 100%, Keith, 100 But let's look at it from both sides, and then let's take away from it what we, what we can, because you're absolutely right, Keith. And you said that earlier when we started the show. And I, I'm firm, you know, I'm with you 100 on that, because I think that that is the case. We really don't know. But the thing is that whenever the so-called authorities uh, speak, I never believe them because they've never shown themselves to be trustworthy or truthful. So why should we at any time believe anything that they say? Do we want them to stop speaking? Absolutely not. Go on, say what you're going to say. Let me hear you. Okay, cool. And then you say this. You know, that's a lie. Even when they tell the truth, they don't deserve the benefit, the benefit of the truth because they've never been sincere. Even when they tell the truth, they're lying to deceive, for deception. You know, politically correct is always morally wrong. They call that spin, Dave, when you when when they there's just it. a hint of truth, but you're taking the facts and then you're spinning them into a false narrative. That's the most that's the most um I would say successful propaganda. It has to have some truth. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it really upholds the egregious measures and, and means that they really want to, 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 to have. Right, it's so, so, so true. So, so here we go. The, the article goes on. Quote, Fort Bragg has to train for all possible threats to the installation in order to remain ready, uh, excuse me, in order to remain mission capable. Says, a, uh, says the post on Fort Bragg's Facebook page uh, just after 11 a.m. Quote, the exercise was not an announced in order to replicate real-life world reactions by everyone directly associated with this installation, with the installation. In today's world, cyber attacks are very likely. This exercise is exactly what we needed to do to identify our vulnerabilities and work to improve our security and Deployment uh, postures. Who's this sound? Suspicious. The suspicious or suspicion. Suspicious. The out. The out. Move this out. Oh, come down. Stop moving. The outage may have been a real cyber attack spread on social media Thursday morning, with many people noting that the army was slow to explain why the electricity suddenly went out on the post. There it is. What he said. One more time, suspicion. The outage may have been a real cyber attack spread on, social, spread on social media Thursday morning, with many people noting that the Army was slow to explain why the electricity was sudden, was suddenly, suddenly went out on the post. Bragg's officials issued an apology late Thursday on Facebook. Quote, and this is the quote. You see, they apologized because guess what? That's, once again, that spin or whatever, 
and I'm going to give you the, the, my opinion if they did do it as an exercise or if it wasn't, because I could see that it really was probably a real cyber attack. Either way, you need to be prepared for that, not just on Fort Bragg's and military installations everywhere around the world, especially in the geographical uh, jurisdiction of the Corporation of the United States. This is what's going to hit you. So the apology was as follows. Quote, we understand the exercise conducted caused concerns for many within our community and surrounding areas. For that, we apologize. However, we had to identify ways to keep Fort Bragg mission capable, said the post uh, official, officials on Facebook. Quote, the Department of the Defense requires military installations to conduct readiness exercise on an annual basis. With that said, our objectives have been met, and as many of you know, everything is back to normal. The first power outages went into effect around 10 p.m. Wednesday. Power began uh, to re return to some parts of the post around 11 a.m. on Thursday. Fort Bragg announced it could be 4 p.m. before the operation would return to normal Thursday. See, we, there, a, there's not enough information. We don't know the outcome of the assessment. And, again, I agree with you guys. We'll never know the truth. It could have been a cyber attack, and then you spin it as uh, exercise so that you don't reveal to the public and your enemies the vulnerability of that particular post. Um, only the people on that post can tell me what happened when the lights went out. Uh, did they, did they muster at, at, you know, at certain places or, or whatnot? I don't think so. I think what happened is the same thing that happened when the lights went out over the weekend at, at Schofield Barracks in Hawaii back in 88 or 89. We sat around. Uh, to uh, entertain ourselves and talk just like everybody else do waiting on the lights to come back on. So I, I don't see how they can assess it. The readiness, if you don't regularly train for that and you tell people what to do, you know what I'm saying? Because doing an exercise, yes, man, you already know what you're going to do. You know everybody has a job. Everybody has their role to play. And then, you know, when you roll out that exercise, it's an exercise to practice doing those things. Just turning off the lights ain't practice for nothing but sitting in the dark. That, that's it, Scotty, and that's and that's why I'm skeptical of it. Now, let me just say this, and and I want to say this because it's, it's, I think it's, it's relevant today. Today's the anniversary. One of the I can't remember which anniversary it is of the L.A. riot, April the 29th of 2000, 1992. And I was um, uh, actually a. a police officer, young police are on probation during that time. And I know this, is that during the riot, the FBI gave word to the command staff at the Los Angeles Police Department not to put the overall officers in the field. And the reason being, and I'm going to tell you what I know, they were actually studying the anatomy of a riot, what people do under these circumstances. They could have also, Dave, what do you think? Um, they could have also known that those individual officers had a target on their back and might have got taken out if they was out there rolling like that, doing something like that. Oh, yeah, it was, it was because that was actually that was actually happening. 
that that was that was actually happening from just before the rest of the the city and the rest of the world knew that there was a riot in Los Angeles. There were things that were going on in L.A. Uh, speaking to that very effect, uh, fact that Scotty was was talking about. I know I was there, and so yes. And but the FBI's reason was because, in my opinion, was this: they they never wanted a crisis go to go to waste. They wanted to gain momentum and to see not only that to engineer it, to instigate it more, and to see how things would 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 actually turn about. And one of the biggest surprises of that was I don't think that they were ready, Keith. I don't think that they were ready for the gangs of Los Angeles to ultimately respond in a certain way. And when that happened, they, they were able to gain intelligence on what they can expect when the next one that they introduce into that's more sufficient, I mean, more, to be more efficient, because I don't think that they were ready for the overall response. They expected something else other than what happened. Hey, did they roll the National Guard out? Did they, Dave? Was that Scott? Did they roll the National Guard out? Yes. You know, so while you... They rolled out... While you were in L.A., I was in Hawaii at Schofield Barracks watching it on TV asking my my close-knit buddies... Hey man, what if they deployed us over there? And our and, and our commander, whatever his name was, said gave us live rounds and said, "Look, I need y'all to fire on them people. Uh, open fire. Uh, what would you do?" I said, "Would you fire on, on on those people that look like us, or would you uh, shoot him in the face?" <laughs> My man Scott. Now, Scotty, I'm glad you brought that up. How much time we got to get ready to go to a commercial break? When we come come to a commercial break, I got to go back to that. Very, very important, because this all goes into today's show, uh, Have Needs and Wants, Steps to Prep. You're listening to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. podcast and live program scheduling visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com okay welcome back to tando radio show brought to you by black talk radio network you'd like to get in on the conversation give us a call 704-802-5056 704-802-5056 is the call-in number uh would love to hear from you just before we went to the commercial break, Scotty had talked about when he, he was in Hawaii at that time uh, of the L.A. riots, and he asked, uh, you know, so, some, of the, his, some of the people around him uh, as, if they were in that situation and they were given the order to shoot on uh, the civilian population, would they obey that overall order to shoot on them, or would they turn that on to the person that gave that order? And this is what is a couple of things that's important about that is that before the, it's not really, it's, it's happened before, but before the L.A. riots, the military was never really 
National Guard, they, they knew that with their overall that they could be called to those things, but they never really uh, had to had a real-life situation where it was a mass calling. Um, so when that did happen, that caused for people to start to think, okay, well, how would I react and how would I? In today's world, it should be commonplace because they're preparing for uh, confrontation with the overall civilian population at all, at every uh, facet and in, in, in at every point. This is why you have TSA. This is why you have a lot of the different things that, that happen. Just so well, happens. What should be commonplace? Huh? What should be commonplace? I don't know what you mean, Keith. You said this should be common today in time. This oh, be commonplace. it's commonplace because in today's time, uh, you see the more of situations that could actually cause for the National Guard to actually be confronted with the civilian population uh, in today's world. From Ferguson, from uh, the different riots that have happened, Baltimore, and so it's common. It's more commonplace today than it was in, in 1992 okay. is what I mean by that. So now, got to give you a real-life situation. This actually did happen. And um, I wasn't there, but my partner uh, and a good friend of mine was there during this time. During the L.A. riots, once the National Guard was deployed, they were actually given live rounds. And I know that for a fact because I was there and I know the National Guard individuals that I was in contact with had live rounds. I was extremely concerned about that, extremely concerned about that. Well, they were in the Wilshire. There was some National Guard that went out on patrol with some police officers in the Wilshire area of the city. And that area was, encompasses different um, communities. One of the communities is the Korean community, right? It's a large Korean population within the Wilshire area of Los Angeles. And so with the the National Guard troops riding uh, with or or following the patrol officers, they came upon, there was a radio call of being shots being fired, so the officers responded, and the military National Guard was, was, was augmenting them or backing them up. When they arrived on the scene, they said that there was being shots because during this time, shots were getting fired at the police and, and, ev- and everyone else from all different directions in, every, in, in, in any place that you can imagine. Me, myself, I was actually assigned to Watts at that time, Keith. So in Wilshire, they had this contingent of National Guardsmen with live rounds with them in the field. One, you can't be in the field during the riots at that time and not have had live rounds because you, you probably could have been actually, there were many, many, many shootings that happened. So they uh, wanted to clear the building. So what the officers did, and they never had trained with the National Guard before, and there was no one there, Keith, that had prior military experience. Everyone there came were, were police officers from the civilian world. None of them had military experience. So they were going to clear the building, and, and the officers were going to go in the building. They told the National Guard just to, you know, secure the perimeters and, and, and keep the outside. We'll go in. Because the layout at that time, they didn't have the appropriate weapons to go in, Keith, because they had uh, um, uh, uh, M16s, too long to go into right. to a, to a building. It was just tactically not possible. 
tactically impossible. Not impossible, but you would have been at a big tactical disadvantage. Well, it requires training. It requires training, and you didn't have the proper equipment. Right, Keith. So this is what, what one sergeant said to the uh, military National Guard person that was in, in charge at, on, in the field. He said to him, we're going to go in the building. Keith, can you guess what he said to him? He said, we're going to move in, so just cover us. And they said, okay. So as soon as they started to move in the building, what did the National Guardsmen start to do? They got out of Dodge. No. They opened fire on the building, in the room where the, where the rounds were supposedly coming from. Because remember, military training and police training is two different things. In the military, when you tell someone to cover you, they cover you by what? By fire. Yeah. And so the key, the officers, as they started to move, the, military, the, the, the National Guard had strategically placed people, and they said, as soon as the officers go, we're going to cover them. And they said, gotcha, we're going to cover them. The officers see them, you know, setting up, you know, and everything. I say, okay, they're going to cover us, make sure nobody hits us when we try to move. As soon as they started to move, they opened fire on the overall building in the room that the fire was supposedly coming from. The officers jumped on the ground like, oh, my God, what just happened? So what did they do? They started returning fire, too. So what happened there? So just to kind of answer what Scotty kind of said, See, this is why you need real people that have real understanding and, and are reasonable people and aren't just out to, 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 to hurt and harm people. Because those individuals in the military, if you didn't have somebody like Scotty to say, you should, you, you, are you going to do this? But there was individuals that opened fire on that building, and anybody that was in that room would have been shot because those rounds was going through walls because the walls – are, are concrete walls. They're sheetrock walls. And that round is going to go through it and go through the building and come out the other side in so many different places because of how fast that overall MC-16 round moves, especially with a 20-inch barrel. So it was, yes. What people, so what military individuals do it? Absolutely. If they don't have hey. strong leadership and have somebody that, that has... Uh, um, a real command of things and understand what the tactical situation is, yes, they will follow orders. Hey, Dave. Um, now, I can't verify this, but it came off of Twitter. Um, you know that the, com the commander over Guantanamo Bay just got relieved of duty, right? Maybe you heard, maybe you have not. Yeah, I did hear that. Okay, so this other person is saying the official story is they lost confidence in his ability to command because he had um, an affair. It seems like with I guess you know some lower, somebody of lower rank or you know. So anyway, I don't believe their cover story. Um, and this other person made me think. I don't know what their source. It is because, you know, it wasn't in an article or nothing. I don't know what kind of inside information they have or don't have or they're just speculating. But they're saying that the person was relieved of command because he was not going to violate the Geneva Conventions. I can see that. And that's the first thing that I thought, Scotty, when I read that story. I said, hmm, 
I bet they got into somebody says, no, I'm not doing this. No, I'm not doing it. This is where no matter who you are and, and what you, there always needs to be someone that has a strong moral conviction to what's ethical and what's right. And what's ethical and what's right. Because if not, you'll get people that, this is what soldiers do. Soldiers always follow orders. That's what a, the nature of a soldier is. A warrior, a warrior a soldier can never do what a warrior thinks because a warrior is about sustaining sovereignty and self-determination. A warrior is also yes. has an honor code as well. And, yes. and, and just, you know, real life, real life. I don't know if people saw this story, but they're investigating. I wouldn't call him like a battalion commander or something. He might've been a squad commander or something, but they're investigating this guy after several other soldiers came forward and said how he, you know, murdered children, murder was just murdering people, shooting little girls, going to school and laughing about it. And, and then, you know, they were threatening to keep their mouth shut. And now it's just coming out. Those are types. Yeah. Right. They said that they'll be prosecuted if they don't. And their careers will be over. And this is in the Navy SEAL. Right. Yeah. And so, see, here's the difference. If you don't have strong individuals, then you'll always have a strong following to what's weak. If you don't have strong individuals that will not follow what's unethical and what's weak, then what we'll have is that you will have weak individuals have a strong following of what's unethical. Well, I don't know if it's that simple, Dave. I don't know if it's that simple. I'll tell you why I don't know if it's that simple. Because, and it goes back to what we're saying, uh, an environment is being produced yes. in which you have to start not look. You got to start literally making decisions on self-preservation, right? Now you can get into this thing: a man who's not has not found anything worth living for, worth dying for, isn't worth living. You get into all those things, but it's a different thing when you're looking at. Okay, I, I received this order. I know I shouldn't follow through this order, but. I've got to seriously consider, am I getting out of here if I don't? Yeah, in some cases that, that, that becomes a place. And then, Keith, I'll say this. Sometimes, sometimes it's okay to die when you fight for life. Sure. But that goes back, back to what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, and, 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 and okay, let's do, let's it's so many different. Yeah, because let's do the Navy SEALs. Like one, you said, it's not right? it's not just so it's right. It's multifaceted. So there's Navy SEALs one we were just talking about, right? Mm-hmm. That's not about death, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not looking at you know whether you're gonna take somebody's life or not, but you are looking at if I don't do this, the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And remember, I got a family, I got a wife, I got kids at home. All that's gone, right? Now I got to make this decision. What What do you do? Yep, and, and and you get faced, and you know what? You get faced with those type of things, not just in those under those circumstances. You get faced with those type of things in everyday life, and and because th- this is basically when you're challenged with what's unethical, are you willing to 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 uphold 
your overall truth. And it's very, very important. And I want to just say this, Keith. If you remember when, when they said that they had the Navy SEAL, the SEAL team, SEAL team, I believe it was SEAL Team 6, that actually uh, uh, took out Osama bin Laden. You remember that so-called SEAL team? I can't remember if it was 6 or if it wasn't 6. I think it's, it's, it, it was SEAL Team 6. But as soon as that story came out, you know the first thing I said to myself? And I told you this. Let's just say, I said, man, if I was in the military, because at one time I was in the military, and I knew that that was our overall mission, and I got those orders that that's what we were going to do, guess what I would have did, Keith? I would have conveniently got sick that day and went, and went to the, and something else because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been involved in that. As soon as that overall, they said that that SEAL team had, had uh, uh, found them and killed them, I said this about that SEAL team. Within one year, well, every single one of them will be dead. Less than a year later, what happened? All gone. All gone, I think, except one. And I think that that role of that one was really insignificant. I'm not quite sure. But I know all of that SEAL team is completely gone. Let me, let me ask this, you if you remember this, Dave. Now, and this was reported in the mainstream media, and I didn't witness it when I was in, in Iraq. Um, you know, it was a lot of non-white people in my unit, and um, I had this Jewish um, a lieutenant command. No, he was a lieutenant, um, you know, who uh, oversaw our shift at night, and he was cool and what have you. So I didn't hear any of that Islamic phobic stuff and, you know, how they demonize people. They do it in every war. They want to dehumanize the quote-unquote enemy and the people. So you don't look at them as human, and you don't have a problem with blowing their heads off. Um, so, but there was a story where this black Muslim soldier, uh, I don't know if he was African American or of some other nationality, but he was in the U S army and he said that his commander was always calling Muslims ragheads and, and, and sand niggers and stuff like, you know what that dude did? He took a grenade and rolled it in the command tent. Yeah, I remember that. I definitely do remember that. Yep. Yep. I definitely remember that. And, and so it's, it's, it's very, now, why are we saying this? And, and because these things, there are going to be some shocking events that happen, some small ones, some medium, and then there's going to be some major ones. But see, this cyber attack thing is, is warfare of today. And we've talked about this, I don't know how many times on this show. But back to, to, to what was happening in Fort Bragg, if, if it was a, a legitimate cyber attack or if it was an exercise by them, and one of the things about the, let's say take it from the exercise by them. If it was the exercise that they did, good. I'm glad they did it because it should bring awareness. But here's what, what happened. How do you have an exercise, Chief, and everyone else, how do you have an exercise and you already know that your people are unprepared for it completely? Why isn't it that you would first prepare them for that type of engagement? No, you're right? right. You're right, Dave. That's what I was saying earlier. This was not an exercise. This was an experiment. Yes, there it was. That's my overall. That's what it was for me. Just like that's why I talked about 
with the with the FBI, in my opinion, Scotty. That's what this was because of this. If you were going to keep, if you're going to have an exercise on crash landing, right, Keith? Do you take a person that's never flown a plane and put them in the in the in the in the uh, cockpit? Wait, wait, wait! Not in the cockpit, but in the captain's or co-captain's seat. If they're in the co-captain with a not with a with a captain that's that's incapacitated or or is unconscious. Do you do that? Because no, because what you're going to have is that you're not going to have a, a crash uh, uh, drill. You're just going to have a crash, right? And then what makes it worse is in the same scenario you're talking about, there's no follow-up. There was no debriefing. There's nothing there was that no you... discussion about this is what you should have done. This is what we need to be looking at doing. Right. Not none of those Right, Keith. That's what I was saying. We're not getting any of those type of, you know, after action no. reports and assessments and 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 grades and what have you. Um, but right, but let me introduce something right. else though. It could have just been the infrastructure fail. We don't know. It could have been. And, and, and the reason fail. I yeah. say that, the reason I say that is Jimmy Carter gave a, a, a Sunday school sermon here recently and he was talking about how China is surpassing us in the economy and he, he even said this to Trump. He said, you know why they surpassing us economically? He said because they don't invest trillions of dollars in war. They don't they 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 are investing in their infrastructure. They have so yeah. many miles of of uh, you know a uh, light rail and other alternative means of of power and what have you and said that they've been investing in that whereas the United States just been investing in, and when they spending seven hundred um, I'm excuse me however many the budget is for the Pentagon um, I can't recall right now what the latest you know budget was that Trump uh, gave them it's not like they taking that money and rebuilding the infrastructure or rebuilding new barracks like at Schofield. The Schofield barracks were so old, they still had holes in them from Japanese fighter planes shooting at them. You know what I'm saying? And then, like I said, during the monsoon, water pooling in the floor of, of my doggone bedroom in the barracks. You know what I'm saying? So it's not they're not spending the money on infrastructure. They're spending the money on tanks, planes, you know, newfangled weaponry, um, uh, AI, uh, robotics, stuff like that. And, and they're not investing in the infrastructure. And then person said, what is one thing Donald Trump said he was going to do that he hasn't done or might have lied about? And he talked about investing in infrastructure. Well, has he done that? No. I, I got to disagree with one part of what you said, Scotty. And that what I disagree is, is uh, they're not spending it on tanks. They're not spending it on robotics. They're not spending it on those things. Remember, we have a report that they've misplaced $21 trillion from the defense, uh, uh, um, uh, what is it called, the defense, $21 trillion. Look, when I was in the military, constantly our planes 
cetera, were down, and we did not have the money to do what needs to be done to get them up and flying. The tools, I mean, well, the, the equipment, the the the, the uh, maintenance, the parts. Exactly. Yeah. Now, if we were spending that money on those things, Who that please? would um, in the United States. Yeah. That would not be an issue. This money is being skimmed and going into the pockets of the industrial complex to those fat cats uh, that are skimming, stealing, and taking this money. I, I would say... Sure, some of it to the military. Some of it does. But I would say the mass majority is not. Keith for Congress. Yeah, well, Keith, Keith, I don't disagree with you. I don't say that you're disagreeing with me. They are spending money. They are overspending money. Like I was reading some about some plane that didn't work that cost so many, you know, millions of dollars, and then it didn't work and what have you. Now we, you are right. A lot of money is being embezzled. It ain't missing. It's been embezzled, okay? And and but at the same time, they are spending a whole lot of money overpaying for a lot of military toys and development, research and, and development. They're they're spending that. But you're right. You're right. Trillions have been missing. And it seems like I think the Pentagon recently got audited. And it revealed, you know, another trillion gone missing. I remember Cynthia McKinney in Congress was talking about this. Yep, yep, we covered it a couple of times, and it's all being misappropriated, and as, as whatever, and it's, it's all the same thing. And the thing, the, the thing about this is, is you know, they, they're getting equipment that don't work, you know, and is already outdated and everything. See, that's the, the that's the lie, not the cover up for the, the misappropriation, and as Scotty said, the embezzlement. And the overall theft of it all, and as, as Chief uh, pointed out, so yes, we already know that this is being uh, mal- is, is is being maliciously uh, uh, mismanaged. Okay, it's still with ubiquitous fraud. But back to this overall thing. Hold on, one other thing. Okay, the, yeah, right. the, the thing that Scotty, you said uh, that um, that Jimmy Carter told. Uh, yeah, at, at a sermon, he gave a sermon about Jimmy Carter talking about Russia. China's infrastructure they, they're investing in. I don't agree with a lot of things that China's doing, but some parts of it you can see what they're doing. They're doing the set up for what's happening, but they're exploiting Africa and other countries in oh, that absolutely. overall. Uh, but but we're not. But but the the truth of the matter, what we're talking about, is totally two different things. But go ahead, Keith, what you were going to say. But what struck me was several months ago, the leader of China told them the same thing. Yeah, exactly the same thing. They said, the reason why you guys are where you are is for exactly what Scotty said that Carter told them. They told them that. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's, it's happening. So now, real quick on this, this whole thing with, with Fort Bragg. If it was an exercise, like I said, like we were saying earlier, first, you actually should be training the people. Who in this country is training the people on getting prepared? No. It's only the al- alternative media. Is the only one. Is the only one. What do you call the alternative media? Anything not that is not uh, mainstream media that's not getting mainstream uh, so- sourcing from corporations that's telling them here's the script we want you to read. 
You know, okay. Dave, you making me think more about my time in, in service. And, you know, on a military base, you got civilians. You got civilian families and what ha- have you, you know, uh, for those who get, you know, housing. And that's officers as well as non-commissioned officers, regular troops and what have you. And for for an example, let's say, for example, okay, you know Hawaii uh, got hit. Bases got attacked by the Japanese. I don't recall any kind of drills or exercises. Well, if this happens again, this is where the civilian population is going to go. This is where you go. You know what I'm saying? I never saw anything like that, Dave. And and like you no, said, if I, the lights go out, if it's just a failure infrastructure, or cyber attack, however they went out, you are supposed to, everybody, even the civilian population is supposed to be part of that training, part of that exercise. And it, I don't think that happened. No, of course not. It didn't happen. And they lied in the whole thing. Is they, They're trying to make it off to something. So then they issue an apology. What was really happened is what, this is what they were, this is a dry run. This is, they, they've been doing dry runs in different forms and fashions and everywhere else. And then they come out with their overall press release or they'll come out with this is what they, they said has is, is happened. And this is where the problems come in. And then even RT, they said all the conspiracy theories came all out. That's because RT is a part of mainstream media as well. Because what really, in my overall opinion, what really happened is that they were gauging what how people respond. Because let me tell you, Keith, they who, got who, who is we? Oh, they, they, they <laughs> he got you, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he he got me. He got me. Oh, good one. I I, I know where that one. I should have ducked from that one. Hey, Dave, I think we would be remiss since you missed conspiracy theory. Here's a conspiracy fact for the people, okay? And I don't know who all was party to the conspiracy, but in we won't talk about conspiracy. We know it was a conspiracy 9-11. It's just who do you believe perpetrated the conspiracy is the issue. But there was, a, and, and this is even reported by the mainstream media, they did, they couldn't hide it or didn't hide it or it was plausible deniability, whatever you want to call it. But there was a major Air Force training exercise on the day of 9-11, and that's why no military planes intercepted any of those other planes, except for maybe yeah. possibly the one that they said uh, crashed. Where did it crash? In Pennsylvania, where they said, well, the, the um the uh passengers rose up against the uh, hijackers and you know with uh uh butter knives I'm sorry with um uh box cutters and what have you and they in the in the people crashed the plane no that plane was shot down um um what I heard some other people but there was a training exercise on that very day was that a coincidence or was that planning and that's it. See, and, and that's what, before Keith had rudely interrupted me before asking who is we, is that's exactly it. What, what scenario are you ever going to, what narrative are you going to believe? Are you going to use your discernment to say, hey, every time they speak, they lie? And the they is the mainstream media, because the mainstream media is, is only going to, to, to put out the story from the story that was given to them because they go to the overall source and that overall source has already been selected. Here's where you go to know what's going on. 
This is a part of the mechanism of propaganda in, in this country and globally at large. So this is, once again, this is how the system maintains control over, over things. And so in this instance, you know, it's, it's very true. Who, what are you going to believe? What are you going to give energy to? What is significance? Now, giving energy to something, something like 9-11, what does that tell you? Are you going to follow the narrative that, oh, these people did this, 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 we're going to need to go to war, sign up, uh, and then go to war and go across the seas and kill these people? Or are you going to say, wait a minute, this discernment ain't right. Ain't nowhere in the world that, one, that's, that's, that's uh, physics and physically impossible for that to have happened. And then, Dave, too, you told us it was, it was Saudi nationals that, that did it, but you attacked Iraq. <laughs> in Afghanistan, it, right? It just don't make no sense. It, it's it's because they're lying every which way, and out. And then not only that, if if, if it was so called Saudi nationals that had direct ties to here and there, but one of your greatest allies in the overall region of violence is who? Saudi Arabia. So now, when you see this overall happening, this event happen because it's not a false flag. The information that's given to you is what's false. The event is very, very real. What are you taking from that overall event? Are you seeing that hold? There's, there's, some, there's some real plans for some major events that could adversely affect me. Let me start preparing. Is that Can what your concern is doing? Yes, yes. Can yes. I jump in uh, here? Hold on one second, uh, Mr. Davis. We got to get ready to go to a commercial break. Let's go to the commercial break okay. and I'll come back to you. All right, everyone, you're listening okay. to Tando Radio, show by Black Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Make Black Talk Radio your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tandale Radio Show. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056, 704-802-5056. So it's really about when, when things start to happen, what discernment are you using to tell you to be aware of what you can expect next, and what are you going to do about that? What is your response going to be? So let's go to Sister Davis. Uh, she wanted to chime in. Uh, go ahead, Sister Davis. Okay, got you, Scott. Yeah, I was going to... I was going to say, even with 9-11, whether or not they blame this person, that person, or the other person, one of the things that they did do to us Americans is that now we had to have certain kinds of ID. It upped that whole ID process so that you um, were, you know, uh, you had to have a certain type of ID on a certain level. They also gave reference to, okay, now we need to have, uh, cameras on corners. We need for everybody, if you see something, to say something. So they brought some type of fear. Well, it's not some type. They brought a direct type of fear into Americans by, you know, all these little dominoes falling. Same thing with the uh, vaccination. Okay, let's let's tell everybody they got to get vaccinated, and then let's create a little mini play going on that you don't know if you got the right vaccination or the wrong vaccination, but all you know is that you don't want to get sick and you want to do something about it. So they're creating these scenarios in your mind slowly, slowly for a means to an end, and they're blaming X, Y, and Z about it. But what we need to take from it, okay, let's look at the infrastructure then. Let's make sure we have 
means of communication outside of the communication that's not naturally there. Let's uh, uh, look at our health and let, let's look. If we can depend on vaccines or we can depend on vaccines, let's make sure that our health is um our immune systems build up. Let's look at our food supply. You know, that's being tainted every day. They just had a major call on E. coli with hamburger again. So let's, so, so, but now on the other hand of that, they're telling you, oh, don't go out and uh, forage for deer because now the deer are plagued with, um, a mad deer disease. So, you know, so they, they create a scenario and then they stop you from using that scenario because they want to uh, put you, like I want to say, put you in a box. They want to confine you. We still know that in Georgia there's those plates, uh, the Georgia Guidestones, that said we want to depopulate 500 million people. So how are we going to do that? You know what I mean? It's being done slowly by slowly. Look at the weather. Uh, all of a sudden, we got a hurricane, a major hurricane every week. We got a major flood. We have scaffoldings falling. We have people being killed at synagogues and places of worship. All these little fear factors are putting everybody's mind into a box. The other people's mind are into entertainment and who killed who, and then the other ones are into politics, who did what, that keeps our minds so busy that we're not looking at our own individual families if, you know, if a major illness comes or or how do we get in touch with each other when the grid is down or the electricity is off. And as this conversation on these type of radio shows where we're giving out information, that's the focus. How are we going to, How you know, what's, what's the most important thing we need to do if there's no electricity, if a major plug play comes in, if there's no major food, if the water's tainted? That's what we need to be focused on because ultimately – that's what they're that's what they're tainting, and they're also on social media not no not social media but uh alternative media they also said there was a major event was going to happen in April, and we're down to almost the last day. maybe that major event was uh Fort Bragg because they got some heads rolling. So, I, you know, when they say major event, we don't know what major major is or major minor, but they did say that there would be a major event in sometime in April. So, you know, but on phone calls like this where we need to talk things out, we need to put some kind of game plan, and people who have none need to start looking at, you know, you might be eating food you normally don't eat. You might be um, having to drink out of a life straw. I mean, there's different things we need to really focus on in case all this comes tumbling down, and they're telling you it is tumbling down. That's what I wanted to add. <laughs> well, well said, uh, Sister Davis, and, and that was the what I really wanted to get across, is that these events want you to act a certain way. Knowing that these events are going to inevitably happen, how you respond to them is your choice. And I know Keith is disappointed that when Sister Davis just talked about the E. coli with hamburgers, so I know he's disappointed about that, but I know that's not going to stop him from eating hamburgers. And what Sister Davis was saying is so, so true, is how are you, and that's what the, the emphasis, we're going to have part two of this tomorrow. The emphasis of how you respond is critical. Wait, um, uh, hopefully we'll be able to have it tomorrow because I, I may have a dental appointment. Um, no, I do, but, and I don't think Dave, I'll get I out do want to, Dave, I do want to just add, even if, uh, if Pastor Keith 
uh, is is looking, you know, a little disappointed about the hamburger, what's the solution? The solution is go buy the whole daggone cow. And then you know where your hamburger's coming from. You ain't going to the neighborhood Walmart where it could it went through eighteen hundred hands. And plus it went through eighteen hundred cows. You know what I mean? So the solution is, hey, wherever wherever Keith lives, uh, uh brother um Pastor Keith lives, there's farmland twenty, thirty, forty miles away. Connect with those farmers and you bring home the whole cow, then if there's a problem you can connect right to that one source instead of the two hundred thousand sources that we normally do and he can continue to enjoy eating his hamburger. You know, Mr. if that's Davis, what he wants well, to do, so there's ways, there's solutions, and that's one of the solutions. We don't, we don't have to go to a neighborhood Walmart. We can think outside the box. You buy the whole cow for a thousand dollars, you won't be buying no hamburger for about two or three years. I just wanted to add that. That's the whole thing. They're very, and I'm gonna tell you, I was messing with, but Keith is actually, uh, he, he's well aware, but, but. The thing is that the importance is what Sister Davis said. Regardless of what the overall obstacle is before you, you should come up with a sustainable solution that maintains your sovereignty and your self-determination. What's in you, your families, and the overall general community's uh, best interest? Very, very, very important. Well said. Uh, a couple of things, you know, Scotty, while Sister Davis was talking, Scotty said no-fly zone, Patriot Act, indefinite detention, and, and uh, BR, uh, BRB, um, not quite sure what that is, but um, yeah, very, very true. Um, the thing is that we already know that they lie, and so we need to, to say, okay, well, what is it that is, 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 is actually, what are they after, what's really coming about, what is the setup, and what we need to prepare ourselves for. Now we have what? We're increasing in our overall self-determination and sovereignty. Very important. We've got another caller in queue. Want to go to my man Roz? Roz, what's going on? What say you? Hey, peace, peace and love to you, brother Dave. On um, brother Scotty, BRB means be right back. <laughs> um, Pastor Keith, uh, brother and sister Davis, all other callers and listeners. Yeah, this is a profound conversation, and man, you guys have really dropped a load of uh, just incredible gems for people to really pick up and, and store them and make sure that they put them to good use. Now, there was something else I wanted to add to this because I saw something. I mean, this, I've come across some really good stuff recently, but I've been watching so much of it that it all blurs into one long thing. But I was watching this video that talked about the destruction of civilization. And, of course, they made the direct comparisons between the U.S. and Rome because the United States is basically modern-day Rome once you really understand the history of Rome and you understand the history of America and how those two as world powers um, existence played out over time. One thing they said that was really, really something that gave people, gave me food for thought that I think will give people food for thought too, is all of the most advanced societies are the ones that have collapsed and completely disappeared. The only societies that have remained consistent throughout the entire existence of humanity from the most ancient first Africans all the way through to today are hunter-gatherer societies. I'll say that again. The only group of humans, regardless of where in the world they have resided, that have survived cataclysm and destruction of major world powers and nations and all of the stuff we read about in history books are hunter-gatherer societies. These people live basic lives in concert with nature. They don't deal with technology. 
They have an existence that they've been living for tens of thousands. When it comes to Africans, hundreds of thousands, <laughs> going back to millions of years, where they live in concert with the land. When you look at all of the most advanced societies, even Kemet, you, you name them, they made things so convenient for their people. That was the, that's what made them advance. They lived sedentary existences, and they started to make access to resources simple by creating things like stores and, and um, what became supermarkets and um, having mass production of things. Humans forgot how to live in concert with the land over time. So when cataclysm happened to any of those societies, the people would usually die off because they were so used to convenience. They were so used to having access to everything in five seconds, running to the corner store to get whatever basic necessities you need and not knowing how to forage off the land to maybe find those basic necessities and utilize them to their optimal ability. So, again, when your time is no longer occupied by empire because there's no electricity, there's no Internet, there's no anything, what do you know about basic survival living off the land? So if everything stops, everything, everything the way you, used, you know it used to be no longer exists, where is your plan for that? How do you hey, just can, live can you hear me? Land? Yes, sir. Um, Brother Scotty P. Hey, Pete. Uh-oh, you dropped out again. I don't know if you're Call, call in. Um, I'm... You going in and out, brother Scotty? Yes, yeah. yeah, Scotty. Um, it, it. Um, I think you're outside. Okay. So, um, you know, and and what Rod said was was absolutely right. Really think about that. And I would I would preface that from an article. I mean, uh, I would preface that from what celebrity figurehead, uh, Secretary of State um, Pompeo said. And the reason why highly te- the, the societies that, that, that need technology are, are, are so-called advanced at their times is because a lot of that is all uh, upheld by we lie, we cheat, and we steal. Hey, I'm and back. Can y'all hear me? Not sustaining. It's Can you not hear me, sustaining, Dave? nor is it to steal, and it's not communable. So, uh, Scotty, you back? Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, I want to touch on a couple of things. One thing, um, and they're just minor disagreements, um, you know, just a different point of view. Um, To what Ross said about they didn't have technology, actually they did. Um, Bow and arrow is technology. A knife is technology. And those hunter guys agree with you about the survival of hunter-gatherers, but the most successful hunter-gatherers had what we would call low-tech technology, and which allowed them, you know, to hunt better, to farm. I mean, a, a, a farming hole, you know, which is a stick with a piece of a flat metal on the side to help you chop up the ground so that you can plant some stuff. That's technology. So, and and I've talked about how in preparedness we need fishing rods, a part of your toolkit, right? It's a fishing rod so that you can fish. We were just talking about that, not using up your provisions and being able, you know, to sustain yourself without going into your provisions or as much. 
that a uh, fishing rod is low technology. You can just take a branch and some string and put a hook on the end, and you got a fishing rod. That's technology. So that's the only disagree. I agree with him on the survival of hunter gatherers, but they did use technology. It's just low. We don't consider it technology because we think of technology as computers, cell phones, and the like. Um, the other thing. for that. Oh, I'm sorry for interjecting. I just want to say thank you for that because that's what I actually meant was the type of tech. What we think of technology as technology in modern times is completely mm-hmm. different to what technology is. So I'm really glad you said that. I will shut my mouth and continue to listen. Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah, that low tech, you know, things, inventions, bow and arrow, stuff like that, spears and, and what have you, that, that allowed them to, um, you know, do what they needed to do to survive. The other thing, uh, I just want to uh, offer a different point of view of uh, what Sister Davis said. Now, I agree, man. I tell you, a lot of our people, and all you got to do is go on social media, and you can see what people are distracted with. And the majority of it, and go to Google News and look at what's in the news feed, and the majority of it is entertainment. We distract ourselves with entertainment. I'm so sick of hip-hop today. In these hip hop websites, cause every article that I read is about one artist beefing with another artist, and then you got the people. Well, I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fanatic, as Dave would say. That's what fan really means. I'm a fanatic for this artist. I'm a fanatic for that artist. Oh, you said something bad about about my my idol, so I'm gonna attack you. And uh, so yeah, we do. But you do need to pay attention to politics. That's what we're doing today when we're reading these art, yeah. these news articles and telling you, you know, what's going on, uh, who said this, who said that. I call it reading the tea leaves and why I say paying attention. Even if you don't participate in politics like voting or whatnot, you still need to pay attention. Um, because like I've heard Dave say often, they always tell you what they're going to do. Well, they announce it through the political process what they're debating, what they're voting on. You need to pay attention to that. What executive order is coming down, okay? Now, we're talking about this this supposed blackout. We don't know if it's a blackout or a cyber attack. We're using that to tell you to prepare. We do need to pay attention, you know, to politics, the, the uh, economic war between China and the U.S., the military economic war between the U.S. and Russia and Iran. That's all politics. So whether you vote or not, you need to, I say, pay attention to politics because that's how you read the tea leaves. You're not always going to yep. get the straight truth, but it's up to you to interpret what you are getting. That's all I want to yeah, add. Yeah, and you're not, not going to always be right. Well said, and, it's, and all of this is adding on to, to, to what each is, has said because I think the, the, because when we do that, it's very important because there's, there's things that as, as – our callers go in a direction that there's, there's things that they're, they're focusing on, and then we can see some things we could add on to it because it's very, very important, especially in today's world. And just before we get out of here, now tomorrow um, I'm going to have to get with Scotty because I, I want to do a show, but I'm probably going to have to do it later uh, because I have a dental uh, appointment that I have to, 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 to make. So um, I will let Scotty know, but... Listen, everyone, it's never goodbye, and we're going to have part two of this. We're going to get into some of the things that you should be thinking about and you should be doing because there, we always want to, I always say this, never, ever tell them to shut up. Let them speak so that you'll know what's on their mind. Very, very important. So never goodbye. Always we'll see you later. 
And everyone, make sure if you're not, excuse me, before you ask for a fortune, make sure to give one away. And great creator Willem will talk to you all soon. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Gold dinar would have had serious consequences for the world financial system, but may also have empowered the people of Africa, something black activists say the U.S. wants to avoid at all costs. We're slicing cake. We're slicing cake.